Well, welcome for those that are here in person. Welcome for those joining us online. Uh, welcome to Embrace. My name is Chris. I'm so happy that you are joining us in worship this morning. And we are going to, um, this is still like the Easter season, right? So we still get to rejoice and party and celebrate because Christ is risen, right? Um, so we're going to sing about Christ being alive in our hearts and our lives and in the world today. If you'll stand with us uh, as you're able, we're going to worship and song together.
Come shake the crown with the sound of revival. Let heaven roar. Fire fall down. Come shake the crown with the sound of Can make the balance in this brotherhood. 
Today is a special day because we have a couple of folks who have decided they want to become members of the church and join officially to our church family. And so I'm really excited about that. Always love when people um, make that choice uh, to want to become members. You, you know, you can be fully involved here and definitely part of our family if you're not a member of our church. But I do like when people make that decision and say, I really do want to commit to this place. Um, and be with these folks uh, for the long haul. And so um, I'm really excited this morning. So I'll invite Jamie and Will Shire to come on up. Let's give them a hand. I've known these folks for quite a few years now. And so it's exciting that they've decided they want to join up and kind of join our crew here at Embrace. And so um, I've got just a few questions to ask you all. Uh, we kind of have rehearsed this, so you shouldn't mess up. Um, so I'm going to ask them a question, and then I've got a charge uh, for you all as well. 
um, as we close. So, Will and Jamie, uh, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers in this world, and repent of your sin? And do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ is open to all people of all ages, nations, and races? And do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? And will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? And will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? All right, one more question, and this one's an important one. As a member of Embrace Church, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? So Embrace Church, I commend these individuals to your love and care. Do all in your power to help them stay on the right path following closely after their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love them, encourage them, challenge them, and push them closer to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's give them a hand and welcome them into the family. Y'all can have a seat. So what we're going to do now is something that we've been doing every week for quite some time, really since the pandemic began. We began doing this online, and then we kind of brought this to in person and online now that we're back inside, but we're just going to take a few moments to share with a few people around you something that you're grateful for this morning, and then also if you have a lament or protest this morning, then you can share that as well. Um, We're living in times where we have so much to be grateful for, um, but we also have a lot that we need to lament and a lot of hard things going on in our lives and in our community, and so I don't really want y'all to move throughout the space, but just turn maybe to a few people around you, introduce yourselves and then just share uh, something you're grateful for. And if you do have a lament or something that you want to share that's not going so well or something that's just on your heart this morning, then you can do that also. And those of you online, I'd love to hear what you all have to say also. And so let's do that now.
All right, if you want to take about a minute or so, um, so if someone hasn't shared, just make sure they have an opportunity to. All right, if y'all want to start wrapping up your conversations and uh, orient yourselves back this way, that would be great. I just want to highlight a few things that were shared online because uh, we still have quite a few folks that are participating online and uh, we want to make sure that we are up to date with what's going on with you all also. Uh, Sue Crone is praising God for bringing the light and sunshine the past few days appreciating all the new life and renewal, um, and lamenting continued violence and war. Yes, Sue, we are praising and lamenting along with you. Uh, Pastor Tanya is thankful for a beautiful time and fellowship and deep conversation with the Embrace lead team yesterday. Um, I am too. It was a really wonderful time our leadership team had yesterday. Um, and lamenting with those experiencing depression and anxiety right now. Yeah, thank you, Tanya. Uh, we are Lamenting and praising along with you today. Kathy Connor is praising the Lord for sunshine and warmer weather. And lamenting faith is in AFib again. Okay, gotcha. Um, Isaac uh, says that Eileen and Shiori are thankful for God's blessing and command to rest. So we have some of the family here today and some are at home. So uh, thank you, Shiori and Eileen. I'm glad you are worshiping online with us today. Um, Rick Reams is all praise today, he says. Praise for being home, praise for the miracle of medicine, praise for doctors who listened to God, praise for an amazing partner in life who was with me the entire time, and praise for such a wonderful church family who stayed by our sides literally and figuratively throughout my stay. Yeah, we're so grateful that Rick is able to go home from the hospital a couple of days ago and is feeling a whole lot better and uh, I was able to spend some time with them a couple of days ago, and Stephanie and Rick both just shared how grateful they are for our church family. They said they're getting messages from people they don't even really know if they know, you know, people reaching out and just telling them that they're praying for them and there to support them. And so thank you, Rick. We're, we're grateful that you are all full of praises today. Um, Hannah Newsom is praising God for sunshine and sweet time with neighbors and growing friendships. Also a huge praise for accessibility to a Sunday sermon online while I finish schoolwork, uh, lamenting injustices around the world. Yes, we're glad you can participate with us today. Um, Rebecca is grateful for the season change we felt this week and also deeply lamenting the effects of childhood trauma that my young adult son deals with daily. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. We are lamenting with you. Um, so many good things. Leandra is praising the healthy birth of baby Thompson 18 days ago. So yes, we're celebrating with you, Leandra. We'll give you all a hand for that. That's awesome. I'm grateful this morning uh, to see some faces that we haven't seen in a long time. Grateful Diane Sears can be with us today. We haven't, she hasn't been able to come to church for quite some time during the pandemic. And um, also Lawrence hasn't been able to come on a Sunday in a while as well. Glad to have him. And 
Jan's back with us also. And then I'm also really grateful to have uh, one of my youth from like long time ago when I first started here as the youth pastor. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is here today. So uh, let's give Michelle a hand. Many of y'all don't know Michelle, but her uh, family was really just instrumental in the formation of the Rock La Roca uh, back in the day. Irma Rodriguez was one of the original pastors, uh, well, really the original pastor of La Roca back when this church was called the Rock La Roca. I worked with Ruben, um, Michelle's dad, for a couple of years, and Michelle was a part of our youth group, and so we're so grateful to have her here with us today. Um, so I'm grateful for that. So uh, we have a few announcements I want to share today. Yes, Diane. I know, that's right. And so y'all may not know this, but our church has gone through a few iterations over the years. We are not just one church, but we're really um, three churches who have merged together over the years. We have Epworth, which existed for many decades. Uh, it once was the largest United Methodist Church in Kentucky. Um, we are also the Rock La Roca, which was a restart of Epworth in 2002 under uh, Wes Olds and, and Irma Rodriguez, and then um, then Embrace merged with The Rock, and so we have people who've come at all different iterations of our history, and so it's really neat to have uh, what a, a wonderful, diverse church that we have of people who've been here for a long time and also new folks as well, so thank you, Diane, for pointing that out this morning. Diane could tell you some stories. Uh, she has an incredible memory, and she can just share so much about the history of this church, so if you ever want, have any questions, this is the person to talk to, all right? Diane knows. She knows what's up. Um, and so let me share just a few quick announcements. We have our new Connect cards that are in your pews, and so you'll see those there. Um, I would love for you to fill these out, whether you're new to us or not, um, just to let us know you're here. And then also, if there are things you need from us, there's some boxes you can check on the back. You can also write whatever you want there. Um, if you have, need prayer, you can fill out a prayer request, and you can put those in our boxes over here by this door and the one at the back of the sanctuary. If you also need prayer, you can email our email at prayer at embraceyourcity.com, and you can get to our, our prayer um, team that way, and they'll be happy to, to lift you up in prayer throughout the week. If you would like to give to support our ministry at the church, then you can do so by putting a donation in either of those boxes that I mentioned at the, over here or back in the back of the sanctuary. Um, there's also a QR code on here that you can scan with your phone to get to the right place if you would like to give. Um, or you can go to our website at embraceyourcity.com. And then I encourage you to read through the rest of the announcements just to be up to date with what's going on. There is one I want to highlight personally. Um, we are in the process of revamping our care team at the church. And our care team uh, pays special attention to those in our community who are homebound, who are ill, or hospitalized, hospitalized. And so we need volunteers um, who can send cards and maybe do visits and make phone calls and just be there to support those folks. And so if that feels like something that you would like to be involved in, then we're going to have an informational meeting before church next week um, in the cafe at 10 a.m. And so next week at 10 a.m., you don't have to like commit then, but you just if you have any interest at all, come out and we can talk about it for a little while and hopefully some of you all will join our team. I'm going to invite Dan uh, to step up, and he's going to make an announcement. Dan is the social enterprise director um, at Matchstick Goods, which is kind of an arm of Common Good, and they have a big event today that he wants to share with you about. Yeah, hi, everybody. I'm Dan Fowler, uh, director of Matchstick Goods. Um, 
Matched at Goods, like John said, if you haven't heard about us, is a business arm of Common Good. And if you haven't heard of Common Good, I don't know where you've been, but um, it's right downstairs. Um, and so we have a sale today. We're selling some uh, ceramic goods. Um, basically, what we do is employ and mentor youth uh, from our neighborhood here. We have three uh, students currently and looking to hire a couple more uh, this year. Um, so we've got some new products out today. Um, we're going to be right in the cafe after service if you'd like to come uh, check it out. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. So right after the service is over, even if you're not sure if you want to get anything, just walk through these doors here, straight back to the cafe, and at least check out what they've been doing because they're making some just really beautiful prod products, and graduates and students of Common Good are the ones that are actively involved in making this. Jason Ruger is also one of our makers, and he's part of our congregation. And so um, we're just so happy to have um, them as a part of our, our building. And so Mother's Day is coming up. Great time to buy a gift, uh, just saying. Uh, and so you could go check it out and, and maybe buy something if you're able to do that to support uh, what they're doing. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up, and they're going to share a song with us. And as they do that, uh, well, first, are we dismissing our children? Yes, we are dismissing our children. So I know the kids are probably like, John, come on. Like, what are you doing? Let's give our kids a hand. Uh, they're going to go upstairs for their own time of learning in the Wonder Room. And so if you are a child four years old through fifth grade, then you are invited to go to the Wonder Room this morning. And if you are a parent of a child um, in that age range, then you um, are welcome to walk with them up there if you haven't been before and check it out. So... We're so grateful for our children. Our band's going to lead us in a song, um, and then I've got a word to share with you after that. Good and great. 
you just to maybe pray a, a prayer in your, in your own mind and spirit that God would open up your heart and your mind and your body and all of yourself to receive whatever it is God wants to do in you this morning. Lord, we come to you today and 
And we bring so much with us as we come together this morning. Some of us are bringing lots of praise and thanksgiving. So many things that we're excited about and thankful for. Many of us are bringing struggles and fears and worries. Some of us may feel overwhelmed and frantic and unsettled, just not like ourselves. Some of us may have not even been able to get out of the house, but all we could do was participate online today. And God, I just am so grateful that we are all here and we are all gathered here in this space or in our homes. And God, we know that you can meet us right where we are. So God, I pray that you would meet each and every one of us right where we are. That we could hear your voice today. That you would speak a word that we need to hear. Not necessarily the word we want to hear, but what we need to hear today. For those of us that feel just really down, that you would lift us up. Those of us maybe feeling prideful, that you would humble us. For those that have been asleep and just kind of not paying attention to much of anything going on around us, uh, help us, Lord, to become awake today. Lord, I pray that now you could help us to really just be present in this moment, together in this space. God, we would open our hearts and our spirits to hear from you and receive something in this moment from your word. God, we are calling out to you, and we just ask that you would answer. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and read our scripture for us for today. It comes from John chapter 20, uh, verses 19. Through 31. You're welcome to open in a Bible or you can follow along behind me on the screen. And uh, this comes right after what we looked at last week. And so this is the, the verses right after what we looked at last week. So if you're here for Easter, then, then you heard that story of Mary going to the tomb, finding an empty, going back to tell some of the disciples, them running to the tomb and finding that Jesus was not there. And so the story progresses in the Gospel of John. So on the evening of that first day of the week, we're still on Easter uh, Sunday, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. 
So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting. Believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. So we're going to continue to talk about Jesus. Uh, As you know, we are spending the entire year with Jesus, um, and we're following the lectionary text from the Gospels for the whole year. And so I'm really excited that we're going to get to spend some time uh, with Jesus throughout the year reading these stories from the Gospel. You know, the story about Jesus is... I've said this before many times, but it's really the most important story we could ever tell. It is the most important and life-changing and world-altering story that we could never tell. It is a story that we need to tell over and over and over again. And not because it's a great story, which it is. You know, it is a great story, and it's about things that happened a long time ago. But the reality is that we as Christians believe this story still has power right now. That this story is our story And it can bring new life even today in places of death. It can bring joy into places of sorrow. It can inspire us and empower us to keep going when life just seems like too much. The story of Jesus was originally told like 2,000 years ago. It was originally told to people who were struggling just like us. They were struggling with fear and anxiety and stress and uneasiness and discomfort and discouragement and financial hardship and a lot of pain. And the story of Jesus inspired them. It filled them up and it gave them strength to keep going, that courage to keep going in spite of all of it. You know, something that has always just surprised me and continues to shock me is how Jesus' followers went from being so scared and sad and discouraged to being these like confident and courageous and joyful people. In our text for today, we see them at their lowest point. They were scared to death, hiding behind a locked door in the dark. Yet, when we fast forward to Acts, just a few days later, the followers of Jesus are getting arrested and beaten and killed and ridiculed and shunned, and they endure it all, and they keep spreading the good news anyway. They keep sowing the seeds of the kingdom in spite of all of the adversity and challenges, and I'm just shocked by their transformation. 
So let's hear this story this morning, the story of Jesus that transformed scared and sad people into confident and courageous people. This was their story, but this is also our story too. So last week, we talked about Mary Magdalene and her encounter with the risen Lord in the garden by the empty tomb. He spoke her name. Jesus said Mary, and her life was changed in that moment. He then told her to go back and tell the disciples this really important news. Go tell these men all the things that she had seen. She had seen it first. You realize Mary, this woman, preached the first resurrection sermon. She shared her story with the disciples about meeting the risen Lord. And guess what? The men didn't believe her story. The testimony of a woman wasn't believed. The story is our story too and still very relevant today. The disciples and likely some other followers were in a house somewhere in Jerusalem hiding out behind a locked door. The gospel writer makes it sure that we know that detail. And I think it's interesting that that detail is mentioned not once but twice in this story, that the door was locked. And it tells us that it was locked because of fear. And they were afraid, not of Jewish people, but they were afraid of the Jewish authorities and some of the oppressive tactics that were used and the the way that some of these folks were involved in Jesus' execution. So why were they afraid? Well, there were so many reasons that they likely had to be afraid. Perhaps they wondered if the authorities uh, would come after them. You know, the leader of their movement uh, had just been executed by crucifixion. And maybe they wondered um, if they were now going to come and seek out Jesus' followers. I'm sure this was happening. Did they know who they were? Did they see any of them at the crucifixion? Were they on some kind of list? Did Judas rat them out? Did the government have their name and their address? They had reason to be afraid. Perhaps they were afraid that what Jesus promised them would never actually happen, that the kingdom that he proclaimed would never actually come. Perhaps they thought that they had been fooled. Maybe they had financial concerns. You know, they took great risk to follow Jesus, and now things were very uncertain for them. They were also grieving. I mean, they were mourning. We, we miss this sometimes, but this was like one of their best friends, This was like the best friend they probably ever had. He was their mentor, and he had just died by a brutal, brutal way. They were also, I'm sure, traumatized deeply by this experience. Some of them had witnessed the most brutal form of execution imaginable. I remember watching a few years ago that movie, Just Mercy, and there's a scene in that movie where Um, One of the the men on death row is executed on the electric chair. And just watching a dramatic portrayal of it in a movie was a very difficult experience to watch that. Now imagine what these disciples would have felt as they watched their Lord, their Savior, their friend executed in such an awful way. They basically watched a lynching, and it was their most loved teacher who was killed on the tree. A crucifixion was meant to instill fear in the hearts of the citizens. Don't mess with Rome. They had reason to be afraid. So it's no surprise that they were locked up in a room, hiding out in the dark, stressed and scared and freaked out. Of course they were. 
I think we would all feel the same right in that moment. But even though those doors were locked to that room, Jesus found a way in. Now, I think this is a beautiful and profound and powerful detail to this story. That even though the doors were locked, Jesus got in. He entered the room, likely scaring them half to death. Another gospel says that they thought it was a ghost that had appeared before them. And then Jesus says these familiar words that he had just said a few days before to them. He said, peace be with you. And to assure them that he wasn't a ghost, he showed them his wounds. They touched his body. And John tells us that they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Their sadness and pain turned to joy. And then Jesus said it again. He said, peace be with you. And then he breathed new life on them empowered them with His Spirit and commissioned them to unlock the door and go out and share His life with a dying world. And then He left. Now Thomas eventually shows up. And we don't know where Thomas was during this time, but Thomas wasn't there. And so he missed out. The disciples told Thomas what had happened. um, And not surprisingly, Thomas didn't believe what they said. And we shouldn't be hard on Thomas. Thomas gets a bad kind of rap in Scripture. But Thomas, I mean, why would he believe it? The disciples didn't believe the story that the women came and told them. The women didn't believe it until they saw Jesus with their own eyes and heard him speak their name. Thomas needed to see Jesus also. So about a week went by. and They were back in that house again. The doors were locked again. And Jesus entered the house one more time. Thomas needed to see Jesus, and Jesus showed up for Thomas. I mean, what a great, powerful moment of compassion and care that Jesus showed Thomas. Thomas was left out of this experience, and Jesus wanted to make sure that the one who was left out was included. Thomas needed something from Jesus so he could have that faith. And so Jesus gave Thomas exactly what he needed. He didn't rebuke him. He didn't shame him, but he showed up for him in his moment of need. And Jesus said it again, three times now, peace be with you. And he told Thomas to touch his wounds. And then, he, and then Thomas believed, and he, Thomas really gives probably the greatest affirmation of faith we have in the whole Gospel of John. He says, my Lord and my God. My Lord, we could argue, acknowledges the humanity of Jesus as the teacher and leader, and my God affirming the divinity this deep and profound connection to God in heaven. Then Jesus essentially tells Thomas to go out and share with others so that they could also believe. I like to imagine that Thomas's testimony was probably really powerful back then. Imagine what Thomas would be able to share. I didn't believe it at first, y'all. I struggled for about a week thinking that my friends were hallucinating. They, they kind of ostracized me because I didn't believe and I was giving them a hard time. It even affected our friendship. But then I too saw the risen Lord. I touched him. I'm telling you, it was Jesus. I was scared to death, hiding behind a locked door, and now I'm no longer allowing fear to hold me back. And then the gospel writer shares these words in John. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, 
which are not recorded in this book. But these are written. This is the purpose of the whole Gospel of John. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. This story has been written and then told over and over and over again so that people might believe that Jesus is the one that we've been waiting for and that Jesus is the one who can give us life. This story gives life to the dead. This story can speak to us now and empower us, especially in these challenging times we're living in today. Times like these is when the gospel is especially powerful. The gospel really is good news for those with their backs against the wall, as Howard Thurman said. Christianity isn't, it never started as a religion for the powerful or for the elite. It's not meant to be a religion of the slaveholder or the oppressor. It's a movement of the Spirit that empowers struggling and broken people to have courage and confidence in the face of incredible challenge, even when the odds are stacked against them. I'll say that again. It is a movement of the Spirit that empowers struggling and broken people to have courage and confidence in the face of incredible challenge, even when the odds are stacked against them. I wonder where you find yourself in this story. I just invite you to close your eyes for just a moment. You know, for some of us, we may feel like we're locked up. That we're locked up in a place of loneliness and isolation and grief, much like those disciples. Perhaps you want to imagine and Yourself in that room with them in that moment. Afraid. Hiding out in the dark. Feeling lonely. Feeling discouraged. I want you to imagine Jesus entering that room. Your place of loneliness. Your place of discouragement. Your place of grief. And imagine Jesus speaking a blessing over you. Peace be with you. Imagine Him reaching out and touching you in a loving and gentle and healthy way, communicating care and concern. Imagine Jesus giving you a big hug. Imagine him close. You feel his breath, and you're reminded that you're not alone, that he is there, and he loves you. For others of us, We may be dealing with fear. Maybe we're just really afraid right now. There are so many terrifying realities all around us. The pandemic, uh, war, inflation, issues at work, health concerns, family problems, financial issues. I know we face so many things in our lives, and I want you to imagine Jesus grabbing your head in both of his hands, looking you in your eyes, telling you that you're going to be okay, that he has indeed conquered death and overcome the world. Imagine him telling you that this isn't the end. I hold eternity in my hands, and your future is secure in me. I invite you to open your eyes. You know, for me, this story, it's not really about doubting Thomas. It's not so much about Thomas's doubts, but for me, it's really about Jesus's love 
and care and concern and compassion for his friends who were deeply struggling. He made an effort to show up for them, to enter into their place of fear and loneliness and anxiety and stress. And he showed up for them. He tended to their needs. He healed their trauma. And he cared for them. You know, as you go through your ups and downs of your week, as you face your really low lows, (laughs) I want you to place yourself back in this story and be reminded that Jesus runs after the broken ones, that he pursues those who are struggling, and that no locked door can keep him out. Friends, those same scared, discouraged, and just people full of fear, those men and women who were hiding out in that locked room, they eventually found the courage to unlock the door and enter into the dangerous world and spread the life and love of Jesus in their communities. And many of them refused to back down, even as they faced persecution and violence and even death. And just as Jesus breathed that new life into his followers back then, Jesus has breathed life into each and every one of you. The Holy Spirit lives within you. And because of that, you can do this. I'll close with these words from Jesus that he shared shortly before his death. He says, all this I've spoken to you while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to share communion today like we do each week. If you need a communion cup, then they are at the entrances. Uh, The closest place would be to grab one at the back there, um, by the entrance there at the front of our church. Um, And uh, you can grab one there. But I want to just say a prayer for us before we share communion. I warn you, you may want to go ahead and start trying to open it because not all communion, not all communion cups are created equal, I've learned. <laughs> and these are giving, us, giving me a hard time. I've already spilt communion juice all over my music stand. Uh, this is my second try, actually, uh, trying to get one of these open. But if y'all want to just uh, bow your heads with me. Let's prepare our hearts just to receive from God today. You know, during that last meal when Jesus uh, said those words about the Holy Spirit, about the Advocate, and told them to not let their hearts be troubled and not be afraid, during that time that they spent together, He taught them to practice this kind of holy ritual that we do every week. This is where it came from, is in that moment. And they were not just drinking from these little cups. They were sharing a full meal together. It was a time of joy, but also a time of deep sorrow as they awaited what was coming to Jesus. And during that moment, he... he, He took a loaf of bread, he he took 
some wine, and he gave it to him, and he said, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood broken and poured out for you. He says, as often as you get together, I want you to do this. I want you to remember me. I want you to stay connected to me. He told them, he said, I'm going to leave you. But I'm not really leaving you because I'm leaving my spirit that's going to live within you. And it's going to move throughout your communities. And it's going to guide you and lead you in your work to see this world restored. And if you stay in touch with my spirit, then you will never be left alone. And when we take communion, we remember that. We remember Jesus' promise that he is going to be with us always. And so as we eat this little wafer and we drink this juice, we can be reminded that Christ lives within us. That we are sustained not by the bread of this world, but by the bread that comes from heaven. We are sustained not by the water that that only by the water that runs through this world, but we are also sustained by the living water that comes from Jesus. And he promises us that, 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 that the bread that he gives will never spoil, and, and the water that we can drink from, from his fountain is water that will never run dry. And so I encourage you this morning just to press into Jesus. Place yourself in that room whatever your locked room looks like, and invite Jesus to meet you there. Because there's nothing too big for God. There's no problem that's too messed up. There's no brokenness that's too broken. There's no struggle that's too difficult or complicated. Jesus has been there before. He's dealt with all the pain that this world could give. And he sure knows what it's like. Not only did he endure it, but he overcame it. Literally went to hell for our sake. Stole the gates of hell, stole the keys. And made it possible for all people to find life in Jesus. There's no hell that the world can throw at us that Jesus can't uh, save us from. Lord, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon these ordinary things. you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon these finicky kind of communion deals that we have here, that you would even be able to do something extraordinary through these common things that we have. That God, we would be reminded this morning of how powerful you are, that you would fill us up right now in a way that only is possible through you. And that we would leave here feeling, even though we're exhausted and stressed and feeling empty at times, that we would leave here feeling full because we've encountered you, Jesus, the one who can move through locked doors, (laughs) the one who can get to us when we feel so isolated and, and distant, Lord. Thank you that you pursue us, that you chase us down, and you want to include those who have been left out. Thank you, Jesus, so much for loving us. I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said together, amen. See, if y'all want to get out the little wafer on top, we can share this together. Take and eat. This is the body of Christ broken for you.
you to take and drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to close just by worshiping together. And if you need prayer, then I would love to pray with you um, here at the altar if you would prefer that. Um, and want to pray with me, I'll be over here. Just let me know you want to pray. And then we have a member of our prayer team that will be in the back um, to pray with you as well. If you would rather go back there and seek prayer, uh, you can do that also. But I invite you to stand together as we close out our service. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll,
benediction, I'll remind you that uh, the matchstick good sell is going on, so you can go straight through there if you want to go check that out. Also, enjoy this beautiful weather today. Um, prepare your hearts receive the benediction. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.